Figueredo. Excuse me! You're on the Excuse Me podcast, and we have an exciting week this week because we are going to be talking to Impact Wrestling's different superstars. And today we have Scott Demore, who is the EVP of Impact Wrestling, and they have a busy schedule. And there's so much information to let all of you know how to catch Slammiversary this Saturday on July 17th. It'll be on pay-per-view. There's very limited number of tickets left if you guys are in the Nashville area and you want to check out the pay-per-view. Also, there's so many great matches that I want to just uh, brag about here. We have All Elite Wrestling's very own Kenny Omega, who is going to be uh, going against Sammy Callahan for the Impact World Championship. We have the Ultimate X match, which is Josh Alexander versus Rohit Raju versus Ace Austin versus P.D. Williams, versus Chris Bay, and versus Trey Miguel. We also have uh, Moose versus Chris Sabin. Other matches that I am excited to see is, of course, Deanna Perrazzo, who is going to be facing a mystery opponent. And also the Knockout Tag Team Championship match, which is Fire and Flava versus Havoc and Rosemary. What a great lineup, folks. We also have uh, W. Morrissey versus Eddie Edwards. This is going to be an incredible pay-per-view. Also, the Tag Team Championship match of Good Brothers versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus TGP and Falaba versus Violent by Design. So, you guys, uh, order your pay-per-view uh, shows now. Get everything in order because Slammiversary is coming up this Saturday, July 17th on Fight. Uh, TV and also any other pay-per-view providers that y'all have in your local area. Okay, guys, I just want to say thank you for all the support from my incredible listeners who like, comment, subscribe, download on a weekly basis. Thank you for keeping my show running. I am on season two, and I'm so blessed and grateful for all of you in supporting me with this show. I love doing this. I love talking to the guests. I love the research. I love just getting to know other people from different entertainment industries and most of all the wrestling industry. So let's take a look and listen at our next guest. Here we go. Hi everyone. This week is such a special week for Impact Wrestling because it's anniversary, and I have the pleasure of speaking with the EVP of Impact Wrestling, which is Scott Demore. Welcome Scott to my show. Hey, Mickey, it's, uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. I am such a fan of yours, and I have some, some great questions for you and to also get to know you personally. Um, I look forward to the day that we can meet. But first, to let my fans know, uh, you are a professional wrestler, manager, promoter, booker, entrepreneur, and, of course, the EVP of Impact Wrestling. I, that takes all my breath away. You have a busy life. Yeah, you know, I, I, I learned from, uh, from the best, from Jimmy Hart, rather than have too much than too little. So busy, busy, and uh, make yourself valuable in as many aspects as you can. So I try to do that, and I enjoy each and every one of them. You know, and this week is so special because, of course, it's Impact Wrestling's uh, anniversary. Uh, it's Wrestling Week, and it's going it's to end up with the pay-per-view on this Saturday on July 17th. Um, what What's a day like for you being the EVP of Impact Wrestling? Uh, you know, the great thing is, is that, you know, you've been around this business so long. There's no, there's just no two days alike, which, which makes it fantastic, right? There's that, 
wake up in the morning, you check the phone to see if there's anything that uh, that's burning and on fire that you need to deal with right away. And then if there's not, you you grab your morning coffee and get ready, you know, cleaned up and start your day and you just, you just tackle it. And it can be, it, it can be anything, right? It can be dealing with great people like D'Lo Brown and Gail Kim who handle so much of our talent relations stuff. It can be dealing with the creative team with Jimmy Jacobs and R.D. Evans and Tommy Dreamer. It can be can be dealing with, you know, Ross Foreman and media, Josh Matthews and Dan Rao with production. It can be sitting there having conversations about action figures or memorabilia or whatever it is. And it's just, uh, there's, there's never a dull moment and there's, there's never a point in time where I feel like uh, I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's, uh, it's fun. It's exciting. I always say, uh, you know, you, you, everybody says it all the time, right? Do, do something that you love. And uh, if you don't love this business, it can be a terrible business to be around. But if you love it and you enjoy what you're doing, like it's a, it's an amazing experience. And, and my line is always, it's better than digging ditches. And I did that for a while. And, uh, you know, that ain't a bad gig. It paid really good money and it wasn't the worst deal. But it, it, I, I just respectfully myself, I just didn't get the enjoyment, the passion and the, the feeling of fulfillment that I do out of, of being part of the professional wrestling industry. Now, do you miss uh, having being a wrestler inside the ring? Or are you enjoying yourself being the, the boss, so to speak, you know, and telling people where to go and how to do it and when to be there? Uh, I, I don't know if I miss being in the ring, although although I actually get back in the ring next week at a, at a little indie at a, a location uh, in Oklahoma, which I can't for the life of me remember. But uh, I still get in there and play once in a while. Uh, and I love that. But to me, it's more so about other people at this point, right? Like, that, like I, I, I didn't have a career where I was main eventing, you know, the biggest shows in the world. But I, I mean, I traveled the world. I wrestled in Sumo Arena. I wrestled at Sky Dome. I wrestled at the Joe Lewis Arena, which is where I went in Detroit, where I went as a, as a child to, to watch and fall in love with wrestling. And, uh, you know, I had that. But to me, I get so much more joy out of being a, a coach and, and, and a teacher, right? And watching guys, whether it's, whether it's Chris Saban, whether it's Rhino, whether it's Moose and all these people that I've had the opportunity to work with hands-on and, and tutor in the ring, that I get, I get great fulfillment and joy uh, in some ways more so than I ever did myself. And, uh, and then on the flip side too, on the, on the impact level, working with so much amazing talent, whether it's, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, whether it's Tasha Steeles, whether it's Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, you get to see this talent come in and Vicky, you've seen it many times and it's, they're just finding themselves, right? They're just starting to figure out what they might be. And you get to see them go down that path and figure out, oh, I think I'm this, oh, this works for me, this doesn't. And getting to see that and getting to have some involvement in that, well, then that to me is a is a fulfillment on, on a whole different level as being part of the the growth of, of individuals as as talent and performers, and, and also hopefully if if you do things right, hopefully their growth as human beings. Well, you know, you're doing such a great job, and I love watching your you know the show and watching your your, your videos of you dictating to people, you know, how you're going to. Uh, run the show, so to speak. How long have you been at EVP uh, for Impact Wrestling? Uh, it, it was uh, it was late 2017, I think, when uh, when I slid over from from an EVP role. I've been kind of out of it for for quite a while. I think I left in 2010 from from TNA Wrestling. And, uh, you know, for the most part, I was I wasn't out of the wrestling business. I don't think any of us can ever get out of it. 
but it was certainly greatly reduced in my life, right? I had taken, I moved on and done other things, but I still kept my fingers and I still always wanted to get in the dojo and teach. So we're still doing that. And then in 2017, I came back to Impact Wrestling with Jeff Jarrett. And then uh, we had some crazy times in 2017, uh, you know, and as we move forward into 18, you know, the decision was made to make some changes and I kind of slid into an EVP role. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like Anthem Sports and Entertainment is a, is a great organization. Len Asper is the type of person who, who knows people's names and what they're about and cares about people. And then Ed Nornholm, who's our president in Impact and, uh, and just our, our, our mega genius when it comes to uh, to business is just a, a great human being that just uh, kind of knows like, like, Hey, he knows business more than most people have ever known. Doesn't know the wrestling space. So I think he likes being around it and seeing what's going on, but then it, it's been great the way Anthem has let wrestling people, you know, take the lead on the, on the wrestling side of things and push while also doing, because we can't say stagnant and sometimes as you know, that attitude in wrestling is is almost like, oh, like anybody from the outside, you know, stay away. Like we have our thing. But uh, Anthem has done great with, with pulling us, sometimes kicking and screaming into things like with the digital age and what we do with social media and digital monetization and so many things. Because they're, 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 a, they're a media company. You know, we as Anthem Sports are a media company. We own networks and, and broadcast platforms and distribution platforms. And I think that the marriage of the two with the wrestling side of things and the, and the business and, and content creation and distribution side has been a, a wonderful relationship. And it, it's, been a, it's been a great you know, I think three and a half, four years at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I returned to it. It's been, uh, it's, it's been completely amazing, and it's been very fulfilling. And, and y'all have been doing such a great job, just like All Elite Wrestling, with during the COVID of bringing the, the content to the fans. And it's so great that we have, you know, these venues that we were able to keep, you know, uh, keep the content going, and the fans could enjoy our product. Another interesting aspect that I love about with Impact Wrestling is that you're working with All Elite Wrestling and of course we share uh, Kenny Omega you know which has been a lot of fun and Don Callis and the Good Brothers uh when are we going to have the women be able to go to your turf and like we can like kind of intermingle with some of your female talent <laughs> yeah that's a great question and look I get it tweeted at me and everything all the time and all I can say is from, from our perspective, like, look, I got cornered by, by uh, Britt Baker down there at Jacksonville a few weeks ago. And she's like, when do I get Deanna? And I said, hey, Britt, like, like, come on. We've always said we have an open door policy and, and open to doing it. I mean, you know, you know the deal in wrestling. Sometimes there's a lot of hurdles to jump through. But I, I, I think the relationship with, with AEW has been, been fantastic. I think that, uh, you know, Tony Khan is a breath of fresh air in many ways in the wrestling industry. And uh, it's just been great to, to deal with a person who, who's in a different company, you know, competitors, whatever, you know, want to classify it, but where, I mean, it's just, it's, there's honesty and transparency and it's like, hey, like, oh, let's do that. You know why? Because that's cool. And uh, we, sh we share a vision for, for a world like that. And uh, I'd love to see it because, I mean, I mean, whether, you know, whether it's Brit or whether it's Nyla Rose or whether it's some of the, so many other, the, the great talent that you have there like like i'd love to see like imagine if nyla came in and hit the ring on diana just laid diana out and left her lying there and just picked up that <laughs> title right like you know and you know nyla has a pretty good mouthpiece sometimes you could come in there and now that the fans are back to really rile up a crowd so yeah absolutely so, let, let, let's get tony on this call let's start hashing no. this out. <laughs> 
So let's talk about Slammiversary. Um, what is making this Slammiversary stand out from the other ones from before? You know, I think, and we've talked about it quite a bit over the years, like, uh, you know, TNA Wrestling, Rolling in Impact Wrestling, it had some turbulent times. So at the end of 2017, early 2018, when, when Ed Nordholm, you know, and myself and Don Callis sat down and said, hey, we're going to plot, we're going to plot a course out, right? We're going to chart our course to success. People had came in, people had tried to do quick fixes. People had said, you know, oh, we're going to do this overnight. Problem was those things don't work. It, all, all that works is rolling up your sleeves and working hard day after day, week after week, year after year. And I think the biggest problem we had at one point was, was I felt Impact Wrestling had lost the trust of the fans. So I think, I think we spent a lot of time having to show the fans that when we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And I think now here as we roll into Slammiversary this Saturday, you know, 2021 now we are, we're years into this. They, they've seen it. We, 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 we've been careful not to make these giant promises, you know, that uh, they've made sometimes in the past. We've been careful to go out there and if, if we say we're going to do something, we're going to deliver it. Because because that's the thing, because the, the biggest thing that the fans do, in my, in my opinion, is is invest in, in your company and your product. And they invest with their money and they also invest with something equally as important with their time and their passion. Okay. And I think, I think that a lot of fans had felt like they had... had kind of didn't have that trust for impact anymore. And I think after, you know, 18 and all the turbulence as we, as we, as we charted that course and we stayed on, on path and 19 got better. And then we, I think we we're just starting to hit our stride in early 2020 when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we we're really just starting to hit on all cylinders and then we had to switch gears. But I think, you know, whenever there's adversity, there's opportunity. And maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic, maybe that terrible day wouldn't have happened when all that talent got released. And maybe you wouldn't have the, you know, the, the good brothers and, and Brian Myers and Heath and, and all these people, you know, become available. You know, I think as we head into Slammiversary this year now, I think we've shown people that we're going to put out a great product week after week. I think we've shown people when we say, tune in, you're going to be entertained and tune in, you're good. You're, you're going to be wowed. Like, like last year, I think we had a, we had a lot of sizzle going in and we, we sold the unknown this year. We have such an unbelievable card when you've got Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan, like Kenny Omega is, is, is possibly, if not the, one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of this sport for sure. And he's one of the greatest technical He's one of the greatest, you know, strong style. And now he gets to go out there at Slammiversary in a totally different match. He's going out there against a wild brawler. And the world's going to see that Kenny's going to adapt to that. And then I think Kenny uh, Omega and Sammy Callan are going to have an unbelievable world title match. And you've got the return of Ultimate X, which is one of the signature matches in our company. Something that, that we created, that we built it is in a business where there's so few things that are uniquely one companies that you get to say you created. We created Ultimate X and that returns here. And I think that's big with a, with a champion like Josh Alexander and, and the great group that we have in there, uh, high flying. I think it's a great, situation there and then you just keep going up and down the card you've got Chris Saban versus Moose which is a great sleeper match that I think is going to is going to absolutely going to wow people and then I think we've got some really some moments that you know we talk about surprises we talk about you know like wow moments I think we've got a couple where people are going to sit back and go oh I mean I didn't I didn't see that coming and I didn't expect that and I think it's gonna I think it gives that added that that surprise factor um, like you guys had it with black appearing uh, not too not too long ago. That surprise factor always is is a great moment. It's a moment that you remember. 
And I think we've got some of those where people go, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. And then the flip side is that the even great part is when they go, oh, wow, then what's going to happen Thursday? So we get to culminate some amazing storytelling with a, with a great athletic night of action this Saturday. And we get to set the table for the next set of great stories that we're going to tell. And I, I think if, if a fan tunes in and sits down and wants to be entertained, if they love good wrestling, if they love great storytelling, I, they're going to get all that. And then they're going to get a few moments where they go, oh, holy like I did not see that coming. You know, as a as a fan of your of your product, and also on your Twitter, you have posted uh, that fans will witness surprises, suspense, legacies will be created, careers will be destroyed. Now, I encourage all my listeners and the fans and anyone that's just curious about Slammiversary, this is quite the Twitter post because this kind of sets up a whole precedence of you know, not knowing what to expect. I mean, of course you have matches that are announced. Like you have Deanna Prazo that doesn't even know who she's going against, which I think is brilliant because I love surprises. Um, when you talk about careers being destroyed, can you fill us in on a little bit of that? I mean, that, that's, I think that's one of those things that people are going to have to, going to have to tune in on. Nobody else is less. Yeah. Just, just one-on-one. Here we are just chatting, having coffee. Um, you know, it's 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 the it's the grand stage. It's uh, it's it's our anniversary, and this is this is our nineteenth anniversary. And I remember being there at the first one uh, at our first anniversary show in Nashville at the Sports Arena on the fairgrounds, and we couldn't believe we made it to year one. And now here we are, standing nineteen years later. Later, and I I think that these type of moments, these 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 slam anniversaries, these all or nothings, like these type of events are uh, are the type of events where people you know they cement their careers and then it's it's also one of the, one of those one of those places where if you've had a career and you're looking like you know okay like I want to put that last punch on it and then I want to ride off into the sunset it's it's great it's a great spot for that so I think we have we have some great emotions high and low planned for this Saturday night and and Good Lord willing, they're <laughs> they're going to all go as planned. We know they won't, but the great thing is, you know, Vicky. Sometimes when they don't go as planned, they turn out even better. It so does. it'll be unexpected. It'll be auction packed, and uh, this Saturday at Slam Anniversary, I, uh, I I'm telling you, this is my pledge to wrestling fans out there. Tune in, watch. You're going to get great wrestling. You're going get a variety of styles you're going to see a passionate locker room full of men and women who take pride in what they do and i remember one of the lines that i learned i learned so many things from the american the american dream dusty Rhodes, was pride in the product because dusty had said i can't i can't stand these people that walk in and just show up like they're punching a clock that's not what we do here he goes we take pride in what we do and pride in our product and we should all stand a little taller with our chest out a little farther when we go up there on a stage like this, that's what our men and women are going to do this Saturday night at Slammiversary. So let me ask you one quick question before we, we hang up. So for manager to manager or manager to promoter, do you feel a little bit that your motives and your alternative motives are met as you being in this control position on the show? Or are you really trying to be fair? Or, I mean, I just, you know, me being a heel, like I never think that anyone is telling the truth and that's just me, but <laughs> I mean, I just want to know, like, yeah. do you use your power, you know, when it works out for you or are you really looking out for the talent on the show? <laughs> and we talk, we talk about on screen or in real life. Oh, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, 
Look, I, I, I look. I never wanted to be an authority figure, uh, and certainly never wanted to be the quote unquote like a babyface authority figure. So, so what I try to do on the show is be balanced and honest and real, right? Like, like I, my character is the promoter. My character um, wants to make an extra dollar. My character wants to be the show that people are talking about, and you'll see it. And and I'm like like promoters are in real life, and you see it where they're running around when things are going wrong. It always seems like they turn around and there's another problem. And that's what my character runs into. And he, he's, you know, I'm emotional. Uh, sometimes I'm irrational. And whoever I run across who might just be in the wrong place at the wrong time, well, I'm going to shove it to them. Whether the, no matter which locker room they change in, whether they're the baby face, whether they're the heel, if they come up and, 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 and ask a question, they're probably going to get a crappy answer when I'm in a crappy mood. So I stick it to the baby faces. I stick it to the heel. But I always do it trying to, to, to make the show better, right? Because ultimately, that's my job. So um, it, it's been it's been unique. Like I said, I never saw myself as a as a babyface, uh, you know, authority figure because I I've, I've been a heel throughout my career. And as you know, there's like there's nothing better than standing there just having boos and hisses rain down on you. Um, but it, it's been fun and it's been different and it, it's been a chance to interact with the talent. Uh, which has been pretty cool for me. And uh, I'm just so excited that there's going to be fans in the building because because you've experienced, like you, you, you've drawn as much heat at times as anybody in this industry. And, and then now you've had to go out there, you've been there, you know, when there was no people or very, and now it's like the fans are back. Like you get to go out there on Wednesday nights in front of, in front of that, uh, that crowd. And now this Saturday, our men and women get to go out there as uh, as part in as part of the event in front of a crowd and it, it's so amazing because that's what we do right like we we draw off that energy of the of the live crowd and i think that uh, like i tip my hat to everybody who's performed during this pandemic because i don't know how they did it i don't think i could go in the ring and wrestle these 15 20 30 minute matches that these men and women have done to a hollowness and uh, I give them the, the utmost credit for that because it just it's it's, it's got to be so much harder. And now this Saturday, the fans are back, and now there's going to be that extra oomph and everything. And selfishly, and you know, the performer in me can't wait for the first time in front of that crowd. I get to shove it up somebody's butt and get that pop. <laughs> Well, Scott, I wish you so much success for Saturday. I'll be watching. You're going to have so many great matches. You know, there's the, the World Championship with Kenny Omega versus, um, you know, Sammy Callahan. You're going to have the Knockouts division. You're going to have Fire Flavor versus, you know, Rosemary and Havoc, which I love these women. And um, you're just going to have so many incredible matches. I It's on Fight TV at 8 p.m. Eastern, correct? Yep, it's on Fight TV and all your cable, cable and satellite, you know, pay-per-view providers. So people tune in give us a chance and uh we're gonna wow you this saturday that's amazing also don't forget to watch impact on uh on thursday night on access tv and scott i can't wait to meet you and shake your hand in person you are such a pleasure to watch on tv i'm one of your biggest fans and i just wish y'all continued success and thank you for taking time out to be on my show oh honestly vicky it, it's it's a pleasure and i can't wait to to meet and uh and pick your brain because you are, are somebody who came in under such unusual circumstances <laughs> in this industry and then just knocked it out of the park, Thank you know, you. And, and you've continued to do it and you continue to do it uh, each and every Wednesday night. So uh, mad respects here towards you, Vicki, and everything you've done. So my, my pleasure and my honor, like I said earlier, to be here and thank you for supporting and helping us get the word out.
Absolutely. Have a great wrestling week this week, and then we'll see you on Samiversary Saturday, July 17th. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thank you. Take care.